0: This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hey everyone, my name is John, and I get to speak to you today. We are in our third week of the series called Habits. I have a very important question for you, and it's a big question, so I don't want you to answer too quickly. What is the best vending machine snack? When I was a kid, my answer was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, 100% without question. If I went to the vending machine, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups would be the outcome. And this is probably strange, but I loved it when the vending machine started moving and I could see those peanut butter cups in motion. These days, vending machines aren't just for snacks. There are vending machines for things like movies, headphones, and even cupcakes. A few few years ago at the airport, I forgot my headphones and I was able to buy a new set from a Best Buy vending machine. Crazy. But there's something I hate about vending machines. Some of you may have experienced this too. Have you ever had a moment when you paid for something, hit the button, and then your snack got stuck? I mean, is there anything worse than seeing a bag of peanut butter cups dangling from its row? but not actually free falling to the bottom tray? The answer is no. There's nothing worse than holding up your end of the deal, but then not getting the thing that you expect in return. Last week, we talked about how it can be really tough to get to know a God who is invisible without making a habit out of connecting with him. We said that even even if we have the best of intentions, if we don't actually repeatedly do the things that leads us to connect and relate to God, we will continue to feel distance. Because our habits matter. There are some things we can do to get to know Him better and see Him more clearly when we do them over and over. And like any other friendship you have, knowing God is about spending time with Him and getting to know Him better. Today we're going to talk about another way to get to know God better, by praying. Talking to God, and although most of us would probably say that prayer is a good idea, some of us have had experience with a prayer like I had trying to get peanut butter cups out of the vending machine, where you felt like you did your part and your answer got stuck hanging on the rack just like when you put in the money and punched the right buttons, but didn't get the peanut butter cups. In the same way, some of us experience saying all the prayers and not getting what we expected in return. And while all of us have probably prayed prayers begging God to let our football team get the first down, or hoping that your mom won't ask you to unload the dishwasher before you leave the house, when those don't get answered, it's not as big of a deal. But the stuff that can be really challenging are the kind of prayers that feel a little bit more personal where it feels like more is on the line by asking for it. Maybe you've prayed for a passing grade in a class that's really hard for you, but you still didn't pass. A prom date or any date to anything, but it still hasn't happened. Making the team, varsity would have been great, but you didn't even make JV. A friend, maybe you've been praying for a good solid group of friends and it just hasn't happened yet. A sick family member to get better, but she got worse. These are real requests that are a big deal to us. And praying, asking for help, feels like putting yourself out there. So when the prayer isn't answered, it leaves you with questions that we've probably all asked. Am I doing it wrong? Is God mad at me? Does God even hear me at all? Does he care? What's the point of prayer? Sometimes we feel like prayer doesn't work. It isn't that we think it's a bad idea, it's that we feel it doesn't change anything. Because when we prayed, we were hoping for one result, and got a different one. My dad passed away about 10 years ago from a disease similar to Parkinson's disease called primary lateral sclerosis. Prior to him going to heaven, the disease seriously debilitated him. This is the man that was instrumental in developing my faith. He was brilliant, talked to everyone, had three master's degrees, and I don't think there was ever a question that I asked him that he didn't know the answer to. He was a minister before I was born, and we spent summers traveling the world visiting missionaries. In my adopted family, there are seven kids and all of us are adopted. This man lived his faith for everyone to see. When he got sick, I prayed and prayed that the doctors would find an answer, a cure. I prayed that the disease would not disable him. My family prayed, his friends prayed, his church prayed. I know now that he's in a better place. I know that he's without pain and he has full control of his body and his mind again. And he's with our Lord. But the knowing that, and the understanding why my prayers were not answered in the way that I wanted them to be answered are two completely different things. It took me a while to process this and be able to talk with God in the same manner when it felt like my prayers were not heard. (laughs) Another reason we may struggle with prayer is because God is invisible. We can look at creation and see God at work in the world, but when it comes to having a relationship, a conversation, a connection with a God we can't see, it just isn't easy. We don't hear him speaking out loud And as a result, sometimes we feel like we're talking to ourselves when we pray. Sometimes we feel like we're talking to the wall. Sometimes we want to fall asleep. Sometimes we do fall asleep. Prayer seems difficult, but I'm not sure it has to be. I think there may be a better way than giving up on it completely because it doesn't seem like it's working. So let's talk about it. One of the most famous people in the Bible is a guy named David. You may be familiar with him as the guy who killed a giant named Goliath and eventually became the king of Israel. If you haven't heard of him, don't sweat it. Here's what you need to know. He made some really good choices in life. He made some really bad ones too. But when it came to God, David knew him. In fact, David came to be known as a man after God's own heart. But this didn't become true of David by accident. This is true of David because he made talking to God and spending time with God a habit. A lot of David's relationship with God is recorded in writing. He wrote songs, poems, prayers, and journaled his thoughts. Many of those are collected in a book of the Bible called Psalms. And in one of the Psalms or poems, David said this about prayer. Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. What this verse doesn't say is almost as good as what it does. David doesn't say, the Lord is near to good people who call on him. The Lord is near to people who call on him with the right combination of fancy words. No, he says that the Lord is near to all who call on him. Think about that for a second. David is saying, anytime you talk to God, you're close to God because he's close to you. And anytime you have a conversation with him, you're deepening your relationship. You're building the habit of spending time with God. This makes sense because most of our other friendships work that way too. The more real and honest conversations we have with our friends, the closer we get to them. In this way, a habit of prayer helps us feel closer to God. And this is a big deal because while we do want our prayers answered, the big ones and the small ones, this isn't the point of prayer. And David understood that. He prayed and asked God for things, but more than anything, he valued being close to God. He valued God's presence, God being with him, because David knew that no matter what happened, when it came to getting his prayers answered the way he wanted, the thing he could always count on, the thing that mattered more than anything else, was God being close. So he prayed in order to be close to God and not just to get what he wanted. And the same can be true for us. We can ask God for things in prayer, but to be close to God means we know prayer isn't just a transaction, a give and a take, and asking and receiving is about being with God, being present, God being with us, making a habit out of being together. So when we ask the question, is God out there? Does he hear me? We can be as confident as David and believe God is close to us because that is just who he is, a God who hears and draws near to us. Even if you don't get what you want, even if you aren't sure how God will answer, there's never a question about God being near. The point is connection. But that still leaves us with another question. Even if God being close to us is the most important thing, what do we do and say in the time spent with God praying? What do we say? Thousands of years after David's life, we get some insight into how the Apostle Paul talked to God. In Ephesians 1:15 through 17, it says, For this reason... Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. In these couple of verses, Paul mentions giving thanks, remembering people he cared about and asking for God's wisdom to know him better. That's covering a lot of ground. In other words, his prayers weren't all just about one thing. And when you think about it, that's what it's like when you talk with your friends. You do things like laugh, ask questions, tell stories, reminisce on old times, complain, joke, and then tell them the real stuff that's going on in your life. Conversations with friends happen in a lot of different ways, depending on the circumstances. And that's how Paul prayed, in lots of different ways. But the thing that is most interesting in this passage is what Paul doesn't pray. He doesn't pray that his friends would get everything they want, because that's not the point. He prayed that God would help them get to know him better. See, Paul understood that the best thing for his friend's faith wasn't for them to get everything that they wanted. It was to get to know God better, to experience God with them no matter what the answer. So that no matter what they faced, they could believe in who God was, a loving, kind and faithful God, and not just a God who did what they wanted God to do. When you and I make a habit out of spending time with God in prayer, we'll begin to trust him more and more. And that will help us remember that no matter what we face, no matter how our prayers are answered, we aren't alone because God is with us, close to us. That's the best thing that prayer does for us, reminds us who God is, who we are, and how we never face the world alone. Talking to God helps us know him better. Developing the the habit of praying will help us know God better. And when we know God better, we are also better able to better know and live out God's dream for the world. We become better representatives of his message of hope and love, justice and belonging for everyone. As we start to try this out in our lives, here are some tips on how to connect with God in a prayer habit. Number one, say thanks. Being intentional with gratitude will make you more likely to see things you can be grateful for. It will open your eyes to the good in the world, the things God is doing already. The more you say thanks, the more things you will see to say thank you for. Number two, be honest. We do not need to talk to God like he's our principal or state governor. Being on our best behavior and trying to impress him. We can be real with him. Be honest about stuff you struggle with. Be real about how you're feeling about things. God won't strike you with lightning for not saying the right things. He's a good God who cares about you and wants you to talk about stuff that's actually happening in your heart. Number three, give praise. When we praise God for being strong, kind, or trustworthy, it's a way of reminding ourselves that he is all of those things. Then on the days when it is hard to see good things happening, we can look back and remember all God has done in the past. Number four, ask. Ask. Asking God for something isn't wrong. In fact, the Bible teaches us to bring all of our requests to God. But maybe this week, you could also try asking for someone else. Pray for your friends, your siblings, your parents, your teachers, or even your enemies. Or just pick one person and pray for him or her over the next couple of weeks. Prayer is not a formula. We don't do it because we get something out of it. We make prayer a habit because connection is the point. So this week, when you feel awkward about what you're saying or afraid you're doing it wrong or scared you'll hear a no, remember more than anything else, God wants to connect. God wants to be close, so pray to connect with him. You may not pray and feel something change right away, but imagine if over time you made a habit out of connecting with God and then imagine a world where you were a part of God's dream for making the world the way he wants it. And that because of time spent in prayer, you knew God's heart and knew how to represent his heart in the world. And the world began to change because you had changed from the time you spent with him. Prayer helps us know God better and God loves us more than we could ever imagine. Let's take a moment and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for these kids and these students. Uh, Thank you for this time that we got to spend together uh, this morning. I pray that you bless their prayer life, that you open their eyes and their hearts and minds to, it's not a show, it's a connection, it's communication with our Father. Pray that this point is clear and understood, that you bless these uh, students for us this week. You hear me pray, amen.